Hello, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. Yep. Yeah. Well, I don't know what else <laughs> yeah. you'd call it. It's I a know, podcast. Yeah. We're your inner conclave <laughs> of nerdom. My name is Diz, and I am your pop culture and sports nerd. I am a Leo Classic Nerd. I'm VM Comic Nerd. So I spent the weekend. Mm. In the most unlikeliest of Ali places. At Bernie's? No. Oh. I was in Texas. <laughs> oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> I've only been to Texas a couple times before, uh-huh. uh, but I've only gone to Houston. Uh, I've never been anywhere else in Texas other than Houston. Never been to Dallas? I have not been to Dallas. Uh, I don't think I've been to Dallas. You uh, scouting out for a compound out there or what? I could have sworn I've never been to Dallas. Maybe I haven't, but I know for, I've been to Houston for a fact. Okay. I know it because I remember distinctly telling myself, the people of Houston are ugly. Oh, yeah, you kept saying they were fat. That's what you said. <laughs> That's what they were fat and ugly. Yeah. I did it's fucked that. up, man. It's fucked up. Charles Barkley says the same thing about San Antonio, though. It's true, though, right? There's certain places you go, you look around, and you go... The ugly people congregate here. Yeah, he said that about the river walk in San Antonio. You, know, like, you could say this opposite with like Los Angeles. Like when people come to Los Angeles, like, oh, there's a lot of really good looking people in Los it's Angeles. That's true, right? Yeah. Good looking people. This is why we don't reside in Los Angeles. Angeles. We're outside, <laughs> outside of it, right? But uh, Houston was not a. It was not this pinnacle of of. The gene pool, let's just say, okay? And the bushes are from there. <laughs> yeah, well, that tells you everything you need to know. Austin wasn't as bad as Houston, but my God, if it, you mix hipster culture with cowboy culture, oh, yeah. that's Austin for you. I loved Austin. What is that? Austin was my favorite city in Texas. I mean, that's the worst of both worlds, hipster and cowboy. Well, like, what the Cause, fuck? Because I've been in Dallas, I've been in Houston, and I've been in Austin, and I had the most fun in Austin. Granted, I was older... In Austin, and I went out in Austin. I didn't go out in Dallas or Houston, but, oh, but, Austin, but Austin was amazing. Look, uh, the Austin, the city was all right. Oh. I had fun, but mostly because of the people I was with. Shout out to ADEP, the Afghan Diaspora for Quality and Progress. Check them out at adep.org or adeprogress.org. I think yeah, is what the yeah, website is. That's the, that's yeah, ADEP, ADEP Progress. progress yeah. AD, ADE progress.org. Anyways, yeah. Check them out. They're fantastic. So, yeah, the group, uh, the crew I was with on the retreat was fun. They're mm-hmm. phenomenal. I adore yeah. each and every Good one people. of them. But the area was weird. I enjoyed that area. The area was funky. There's, You know, there's a bridge there that has the second largest colony or some shit of bats. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. They it's have like river. They, they have like caverns and shit Lady there, too. Bird River or whatever the fuck yeah. it's called. Yeah, I didn't go around that the way. The thing that fascinated me most about Austin is that I saw gen- you see gentrification most obviously in Austin. No, oh, it's yeah, it's crazy. Because one of the places that they they were staying at the Airbnb was a nice. Were you guys in downtown? I don't know where the fuck they were. Oh. But the, that place they were staying at nice, but like literally right across from them was a shack. Hmm. Like an actual, like I'm not being facetious. It was a fucking, it was a real shack. Oh. No, where I stayed, we had our Airbnb was like in a nice area. We we're in downtown Austin. No, the area was nice, yeah. but it was like so uneven. Like some houses were really nice, and some houses were fucking shacks. Yeah. We were on Fourth Street, and then the party street is Sixth Street. So we were right next to like the party scene. We went yeah. to Sixth Street. That's nice. You guys probably went to Dirty Sixth. I don't think so. Because there's two parts of Sixth Street. There's like so we were gonna stop west and east at, or some Sixth six Street, and then. Somebody in our crew, I forgot who it was, I think it was Lazal, who uh-huh. said, we should probably drive through first to see if we want to actually stay here. Mm-hmm. And we drove through and all I saw were fucking repurposed trailers and shit. Yeah, they're, they're bars. Yeah, like literally portables and trailers. That's and the fun food trucks yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, they had like a whole little section of food trucks. But you look around and you realize... This is not your area as a brown person. Well, you went in the middle of February. If you go like during like a it's different like the middle of February, it was the beginning, or beginning of February. February. Sorry, yeah. But it, like if you go, <laughs> how did the month pass you by? I don't know, man. Went to the future. I meant to say, yeah. how did you pull that out? I meant to say middle of January. It would have been in the middle of January. Yeah. That's, when, that's bad. That's true. Really the year twenty twenty one. Actually, <laughs> yeah, no. He's, uh, look. When I went, I went Memorial Day I weekend. Say that I'm time travel when I'm flying back west. Oh yeah. Time back. I'm we are right. Time traveling. But like I went Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend there was. Amazing. Look, I'm not saying it was a bad city. I'm saying it's a weird city. Yeah, Austin is weird. It's one of their slogans. Keep Austin weird. No, that's Portland. Yeah, but Austin also fucking stole. Is it, it from also Portland. Austin's logo? Is to keep Austin weird? I thought that's Portland. No, it's one of their sayings. Most of those hipster cities have something keep along Portland those lines. Portland weird is like a, a thing. dude on a unicycle dressed as SpongeBob or something. I did see a guy dressed in something. 
I don't know what it I was. Mean, people, everyone's dressed in could something. Could have just been a cowboy hat. For a decent exposure. Could just could have been a cowboy hat, for all I know. Yeah, it's a thing. What are you, what are you, how come everyone's cosplaying as cowboys out here? Keep yeah, Austin weird. Oh, so is, apparently it is weird. Yeah, it's it, it became like a thing in 2000. I guess that's when all, cause all, the, all the hippies and liberals and everything moved into Austin. It so is a relatively like a, progressive town. Yeah, super it's progressive like, town. I was shocked. Oh, there was this thing called Migas. Migas. Everyone kept telling me I should have Migas so that you could crack a joke on the podcast to say that Ali ate Migos. What? <laughs> Stupid. That was that was that's a, a dumb joke. That was a setup. Don't be mean. Wait, like Migos, <laughs> like skirt Migos. Yeah, don't uh, be mean. You know the people who made this joke. Yeah, that was a dumb joke. <laughs> Stick to your day jobs. We're <laughs> <laughs> very successful at those. <laughs> <laughs> you do, you you just call them. We're not very successful either. <laughs> it's true. So I'm better at it than they are. <laughs> asshole. You, I, you just kind of called him. You just kind of threw him under the bus. He's an asshole, this guy. It wasn't. I don't mean them, but about them trying to. Make, about, that was about a the joke. I thought it was a funny joke. It's a dumb joke. It's a joke. Trying to get Diz to say the joke. No, that's not what, what I tried to make a joke out of it. Yeah. Where have you been? Ali, have you been paying attention? Ali ate the Migos. Get the Yo, fuck out of here! I said that the, we were planning on doing this joke had I eaten the Migos or the Migas. Migas. But I never ate the Migas. That was the whole point of eating it. Is that so we could have a future joke? It was a potential. Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? You're not just now. Yeah, we'll turn his mic off. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of this dumb fuck already. <laughs> it's been five minutes, and I can barely stand you, V. I can barely five stand minutes. myself after five, five minutes. minutes. <laughs> so anyways, what Migas actually is, is just eggs, beans, rice, and tortillas, I think. Or tortilla chips is what it is. So it's just huevos rancheros with chips? Is that what we're, yeah, it is. That's basically what it is. <laughs> so I don't know why they call it migas. Though. I don't know if that's just a unique to Austin thing. If he is this a thing, migas. I don't know. Did you have? Have you ever had migas? No, I never had it. Although that's a very that's I mean that's a very typical uh, Latin American dish. I mean, if you go down to Peru, they have this thing called taku taku, which is like a workman's lunch, which is like beans and rice that are mixed together into almost like a loaf. I wonder if the the tortilla chips is just like their version of tech wannabe Tex-Mex. Maybe um, something I mean, Latin is, American. It is Tex-Mex with some type of Texas Texas flavor. To, I guess. In. I don't know. I dude. had chicken and waffles. I didn't even bother with them. Oh, is this why I had the Venmo people? Yeah, this is why you had the uh-huh. Venmo people. Before you Venmo people, I gotta tell you something. Huh. The sauce for this chicken and waffles—they had this kind of weird buffalo honey sauce. Ooh, that sounds good. No, it tasted like it was. First of all, it was orange. Yeah, I would assume buffalo. No, no, not like buffalo sauce orange, like Donald Trump orange. What? Like Cheeto orange. Like weirdly orange. But you know what it tasted like? Do you remember those Mexican push pop thingies from that you'd get? Like the Lucas? It's like Lucas, but push pop Lucas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Tasted like that. Uh, That sounds good. Now on, not on fucking waffles, it doesn't. I just put syrup on it and it was fine. I don't know, man. And that is what started. The Venmo. The Venmo Wars of 2000. Afghan Venmo Wars of 2019. Did you hear about this, V? You guys are just sending each other money? So, here, there's a there's a, there's a whole story. So, I get a text. Oh, Jesus, sorry. I get a text, like, at, like, 10, 30, 11 o'clock in the morning from Ali, and he's like, hey, Venmo this person $15, right? Uh, Venmo uh, Lita $15. And I was like, okay. And then I get a text right after that from Lita, don't Venmo me $15. So, <laughs> so you knew there was conversation yeah. going on. So I Venmoed her $15 and said, <laughs> my cousin commanded it. <laughs> so she sends it back to me and then blocks me thinking I can't get around this block. I love that I'm like, he, I'm like you need to, he's like, I got this. Don't worry. I, I, I didn't even worry about it because I, could, I trusted you to deal with this matter. So she sends me the money back, blocks me. I send it to her friend in D.C. and tell her to send it to her and don't give her any context. Yeah. So she sends it to her and then I guess she found out that it was through me because Ali told her that I did it. Said, she's like, where did I get this money? I'm like, it's probably Diz. Yeah, so then she paid me back and blocked... Or no, she paid that girl back, blocked her. That girl paid me back. I paid my roommate. My roommate paid her and then blocked her, right? She then paid our friend Nura and sent it back to my roommate, who then sent it back to me, all right? Because... She blocked the other yeah, girl, yeah, yeah, blocked yeah. Amir. So he sends it to me. I send it to the girl that sent it to, to my roommate. I send it to her, and then I block her, and I block everyone in that group in Austin, and anyone they were related to. He gets the point. He, the, he got the final yeah. say. At the end of the day, the $15 went <laughs> to where it needed to go. go. But yeah. it, it went on a journey. It went on a journey. It was a, it's the, the most Afghan thing you could do, because Afghans fight for the dinner bill. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Really badly. And like, it don't, they'll get in like, fist fights over it. It's like the opposite of like, what, what white people do. Yeah, right? Are. It's like yeah, white people. Yeah, no, I see, my family does that, too. Well, because you're Asian. It's an Asian thing. Yeah, well, I've seen it on fresh off the boat. 
Yeah. White, pe- white people don't do that shit. I, I don't know. I don't. Yeah. White I don't people know pretend to go to the bathroom to avoid paying the bill. We <laughs> pretend to go to the bathroom to pay the bill. There's <laughs> <laughs> a different who, who was it? The comedian. I think it was Maz Jabroni that talked about like his uncle and his dad like going on this like like they'd cancel each other's credit cards. Like, oh, like, yeah. like, He's like, I don't like cancel your credit card. I'm paying for dinner. But. Uh, we all have each other blocked on Venmo yeah, now. Yeah, it's gonna be for so, a while. So man. God forbid we actually need to send each other money. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're gonna have to wait for to sell it to each other. I guess. Whatever <laughs> ways you can do. Pay, it. Pay, you're gonna send it through MoneyGram. Yeah, cash Western out. Union. Yeah, Western Union. Western, Western Union for, for fifteen dollars. The, the Afghan wars, the Afghan Venmo wars of 2019 was probably my highlight. Uh, I mean, I loved hanging out with them, but there's just something so. Typical us about that story. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> the money had to go through what? Well, six different hands before it finally made it to the person who needed it. Well, I'm glad your weekend was great because you your know what? Weekend, not so much. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for asking, by the way. But there is no God. What? There is no God. Okay. I have I have come to find out that the existence right, Nietzsche. of God is is not there. Right? right. What what led you to this philosophical conclusion? What? I'm assuming it's not the existential crisis. No. That Nietzsche went through. No. Well, if there was a god, she is a cruel and unjust god. Yeah. Notice how I said like she, most, so you could, you couldn't take like credit most of your exes. Yes. <laughs> this is also true. <laughs> but she is a cruel and unjust god because that son of a bitch Tom Brady has got his sixth ring and now he's going to destroy the earth. He's, he has six rings. Now. He has six rings. That son of a bitch. He kisses his kids in the mouth. He does not deserve to. Live. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. I don't know where that came from or what that or what that actually means. Yeah, he does. He kisses his children in the mouth. They did like a documentary, like they follow him around for a little bit, and like the way he says goodnight to his children, who are like 12, 13, as he fucking kisses them in the mouth. It's weird. There's nothing wrong with a quick it, peck on the lips. It is. It is. You're not supposed to kiss your 12 year old son. Hold on, I want to see mouth. this. Is it like awkward, awkward kiss on the lips? Or is it like a peck on the lips? It's like a peck on the It's still weird. Peck yeah. on the lips. Yeah, peck I mean, your... it is a little weird, but it's not too weird. It's weird, bro. Probably, maybe he's, what is he, Italian? No, man. His name's Tom Brady. <laughs> like, is, this, like, is there any other thing? Irish, I guess. I don't know. As far as I'm aware, pecking of the lips is not an Irish yeah. thing. So. And then, and then he kissed fucking Robert Kraft in the mouth. He kissed he kissed uh, Bill Belichick in the mouth. This dude just going around kissing dudes in the mouth. <laughs> First of all, you were homophobic. It's not homophobic, <laughs> all right? It's he's just, he's you're, kissing, you're, he's you're kissing married men in the mouth. It's <laughs> 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 <His> children. <laughs> It's not appropriate. You're very insecure about this kissing in the mouth. It's not about the kissing in the mouth. It's it's about the fact that he's got six rings and he kisses people in the mouth. If he just kissed the people in the mouth, he would accept the wrong. Yeah. It's the fact rings. that he keeps winning. That's the, the chair. It's a chair on top. That son of a bitch. He's got more Super Bowls as a person. Maybe he's giving people mono. Maybe. but he's That's why he's won six rings. He's, he's, he's just been decimating yeah, the NFL field with mono. And that son of a bitch is married to a Brazilian fucking supermodel. Wait, she's Brazilian? Yeah, Giselle Bunchen. I don't know who that is. She's the Victoria's Secret model. That doesn't help me. I don't let's I don't know any Victoria's Secret model. Look up a Giselle Bunchen. She's a she I'd rather She's not. a very attractive young My lady. The phone is pure and innocent. Okay. She's a very attractive young lady. Yeah. The bastard gets the Well, well why is he married to a Brazilian? Isn't he like isn't he a white supremacist? Well, she's like light skinned Brazilian. Oh, okay. And they, yeah, that's true. It's like if you see her you she's like she's just Brazilian. ethnic enough to be exotic, but not ethnic enough that she doesn't look white. I like how we always walked past the fact that I called Tom Brady a white supremacist. Is no, we know no, this. This is a fact. Yeah, it's a fact. Oh, is it? Yeah, he had a MAGA hat. Oh, did he really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's a MAGA guy. He's a MAGA guy. guy. Fuck that he's guy. A, he wrote a fucking... And then his coach wrote a letter to Donald Trump after he got elected. Six rings, huh? Six rings. White supremacy is a lie. How many rings did Thanos have? Six. Oh, we were fucked. Yeah, he's got all of them. He's got all of them. <laughs> he's got the infinity stones. He's got, he's got the infinity. He's got the infinity stones. Walking around giving people mono. Yeah, going around kissing married men in the mouth. That's how he's gonna get rid of half the population. Yeah, you kissing know, I'm, these I'm sure mouth. that actually there probably has to be a movie where there is a Thanos going around kissing other men, but you won't see it in the theaters. No, I would imagine no. Yeah. some crevasse of the internet. <laughs> yeah, you know, one of those, uh, one of those. Like corners pa- of the internet where those parodies? silverback movies are whatever you call them what is it what? like the what oh it's called uh, oh, Avengers Earth? Infinity Horrors that's the that's the one where <laughs> Thanos giving, is giving people mono Thanos is going around kissing people in the mouth he's giving people mono he's, like he's putting in different gauntlet I, I, I love that you're obsessed with this kissing of the mouth like, it cracks me yeah. up to you know what else I was upset about what is it? listen the, the, the fucking piece of shit Maroon 5 
They did a, I heard he got his nipples out. Is that true? Yeah, he took his shirt off. Took his shirt off. Yeah, Janet Jackson would be like, that's some shit right yeah. there. He yeah. took his shirt off. Motherfuckers got tattoos that look like a Chipotle bag. <laughs> I heard about this yeah, too. Yeah. Somebody said that those are the tattoos you get when your mom allows you to get yeah. tattoos. Like, it's like, it's got a random California here, fucking tiger somewhere. So, cause someone yeah. put up, some fat guy put up, a big fat bearded guy. Yeah, put it's up an Illinois. Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny. But I didn't see the halftime. I didn't see this look, Super Bowl at all. Over a million people signed a petition on Change that org to let spongebob sing sweet victory at the super bowl and they in in honor of mark uh hilberg is that his last name yeah, yeah. so because he passed away earlier and they were they were like all right we'll do that so all of a sudden you see like the spongebob thing come up everyone's ex- my my poor little brother he doesn't care about the footballs you, you say little brother as if he's a child he's 25 years old he's 25 <laughs> years old that's right i wanted to clarify that yeah, because yeah. the way he said my poor little brother he made it seem like a little 12 year old kid that, waiting up for spongebob that, definitely not that poor pu- uh, pre-pubescent child 25 years old was 25 year old man came to our super who looks like jesus now yeah, he's out long hair. Yeah, long hair and a beard. Yeah. yeah. Came to the Super Bowl party not knowing anything about the footballs, right? But he thought SpongeBob would perform. <laughs> you get three seconds of SpongeBob, and all of a sudden the comet flies from space in the fucking Travis Scott, aka Mr. Kendall Jenner or Kylie Jenner, whichever one that he had a baby with, is up there. Yeah, baby with one of the gender, <laughs> one of the genders. I call it genders the other day. They're like, what? Yeah. Gender. Comes fucking flying in on a comet. There was no sweet victory. You know how many people were pissed? So they trolled people. <laughs> they trolled us. They trolled all the SpongeBob fans. This is what you get for watching it. No one watched the Super Bowl. It was the lowest it was rated. The lowest rated one, yeah. Oh, it was a pretty time. bad one, too. Was it? But there's a petition to boycott, uh, to ban the NFL because they didn't play <laughs> sweet victory that's going around. Oh, you would think that people would be more upset the fact that, you know, they blackballed. Kaepernick. Oh, no, no. But see, that is one of the reasons why it did yeah, so bad was the Kaepernick yeah. thing. Yeah, but people, they also, there was the whole Travis be. Scott perform on, on certain conditions. On, on the condition that like they would have to um, they would have to donate to certain charities and everything else yeah. why because he because Travis Scott did a lot of stuff uh, talked about a lot of stuff that had to do with Kaepernick right and people were people were kind of going well if he's performing at the halftime show then he's full of shit yeah but then he he had he signed something where he's performing but they had to they had to donate a bunch of money to a lot of charities yeah. how bad was it it was pretty bad dude score wise 13 to 3 yeah lowest Damn. scoring Super Bowl in history yeah I didn't watch it I was flying during the yeah <laughs> he was tweeted about that. Did I? I, to, I told you about that, yeah. right? Good golly, that was a good game. <laughs> fucking, sh- I lost my shit. It, it wasn't a good game. Who the fuck said it was a good game? Yeah. All, yeah. all the score. Yeah. Is this white guy sitting next yeah. to me? There was, there was prior to the fourth quarter with eight minutes left. There was six combined points scored, and they broke the record for the longest punt in Super Bowl history. Oh, longest what punt? So you kick the ball to the other team. Okay, <laughs> so this guy sitting next to me. Older guy, uh-huh. fat, super dorky, uh-huh. super dorky, tucks in his uh, polos into his, oh, his nice. jeans, dorky. Oh, okay. They have a cell phone clip. So I don't know. I don't know about that. He did have you a cell. Phone. He had a. He had an. Uh, you know, the, like an iPad holder that you could put on the, on the seat of the airplanes. And oh, stuff. yeah. So uh, that's being smart. Um, and he, he was very into this game yeah. because the, the airline had a uh, Wi-Fi. Oh. And so he was watching it, and he kept. He had these big ass fucking headphones on. Uh huh. That he had brought with him, and he had set his little uh, the the holder was kind of interesting. It was like a bendy thing. So yeah, he put it there, and he was uh, every time something would happen, he would like overly exaggerate and nudge you. Not nudge me. He wasn't close enough to nudge me. If he had nudged me, I'd have slapped him in his face. Okay. But he'd like he'd like <sighs> point <laughs> yeah, to the yeah, screen, yeah, looking yeah. around at every like. First of all, nobody's paying attention to you, fucker. Well, then he looked to me for affirmation. If I had seen the craziness that was on his screen, at one point I had to actually eventually go. I'm trying to. Sleep here. Sleep here. Uh-huh. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. By the time we arrived in in Orange County, mm-hmm. the game was apparently over. He yeah. had closed this thing up. He went. He went. Good golly, that was a good game. No, it wasn't. When he said "good golly," I, I, I there was a moment where he wanted to end his life. A very very brief moment of homicidal rage. Oh. In which like I was like, all right, that's it. Yeah, it's I'm gonna I'm become a supervillain. You uh you can't admit to homicidal rage while on an airplane, unfortunately. That's yeah, true. Which is why I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah it's smart. I didn't do anything. Yeah, yeah. there's a player. There's anything revoked. There was an NFL player named Navarro Bowman who just started yelling bomb on a plane and he got the rest <laughs> oh, <laughs> like an idiot. That's a you know that's a that's like a rule number one. Yeah, <laughs> you don't want to do that. There's, there's, a, lot of, there's a lot of other yeah. things you can do, but that one is definitely. I love how you somehow you kind of laugh off the fact. 
fact that this guy yelled bomb on a plane, but you were so upset about Tom Brady kissing dudes on the mouth. Yeah. Do not, I mean, Navarro Bowman There's a part of you. I was very insecure about this kiss. No, it's not. It's it's very not about the, it's just it's it's awkward. All right, seeing him kissing other men. I'm gonna YouTube this, but I'm afraid that googling this might end up in a place that might not be savory. I don't need the FBI showing up on my doorstep because I googled Tom Brady making out with kids. Just look, Tom Brady kiss people, kiss men. <laughs> but again, even that, thing, you, know, you never know where that leads. Yeah. Tom Brady kiss men. Yeah. There's, a, you know, there's a new meme on the NFL memes that say the only reason that people have face masks on their helmets is so Tom Brady doesn't go around kissing players. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone have asked him about this? I don't, I don't know. Has he said anything? I'm not sure. I want, like, I want, I you, to, to, I want you to research this and come back and report. I avoid the Brady. You avoid I'm the not Brady. a fan of him. Yeah, well, I'm not a fan of the Patriots either. Yeah, the fact fuck that they've, but I do appreciate that they keep going to the Super Bowl because it makes it easier for me to guess who's in the Super oh, Bowl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every year you ask, you go, Patriots? Yes. There's six years now. I haven't been wrong. Well, no, there was one year you were wrong. But what was it? What is it? Conveyor belt, right? That year? Yeah. I think so. <laughs> and it was the Seahawks and... Uh, no, it was the Panthers and the Broncos who played that year. Oh, is that what it was? Yes. Yeah. 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 I didn't even know the Rams were in this year until yeah. you told me, I think. Yeah, yeah, the Los Angeles Rams. They fucking disgraced the Apparently, city. the lowest-rated city to watch the Super Bowl was LA. It was actually LA. <laughs> LA just stopped, like, for whatever reason, they didn't give two Well, because here's the thing, right? The, the team used to be here, and then they Where went to... Where were the Rams originally from? LA. By the way, the guy who was a St. Louis fan. What about the St. Louis? St. Louis Rams, exactly. Oh, they were original Rams. Okay. Yeah. So they went from LA... To yeah. St. Louis and then back to LA. What does the team in St. Louis now? There is no team in St. Louis now. Oh, okay, so this is why the guy was a, a Rams fan. Yeah, because that's where they played before. Okay, up until sense. like two years ago. Okay. Yeah, and then I heard there was some other shitty things that happened. Our poor friend uh, Jonathan Tipton got his Twitter account over the weekend. I don't know if it happened over the weekend, but I just heard about it over the weekend. He lost his Twitter account. Yeah, he got locked out of it. His Twitter account. Yeah, his sexist Caligula. Oh, his sexist Caligula one. Yeah. You know, I have a confession to make. What? I muted him mm-hmm. once you told... I, I love the account. I think it was hilarious. Yeah. But you told him to send me something. I forgot what it was. Yeah, I told him to send you phallic artwork. That's what it was. You, send, you, told, <laughs> me, you told him to send me phallic artwork. And I was angry that my alter ego, my internet alter ego, had... Uh, disobeyed you. Disobeyed me. And so I put him on timeout by putting him on mute. I was gonna. I'm planning on only muting him for a day, and you forgot. I forgot how to unmute. You're an old man. I didn't know how to mute. So he's been. Uh, he's been muted this entire time. That poor kid. That poor kid. He's probably been tweeting me and shit. I don't think he's a kid. I shouldn't say that. He's that a grown ass man. Yeah, that poor guy. Yeah. Poor guy. Yeah. Who the fuck canceled his account though? I don't that know. Sexist was hilarious. He messaged V. What did he tell you? He told me that someone thought that um, that he was appropriating culture. What? Oh, appropriating culture? How? Dude, the picture? What am I supposed to know? Yeah, I guess through the photo. I, I but don't that know. was your painting. I know. That was, a, that was, a, that <laughs> it was, was an my... image literally you made. How is that appropriate? Wait, guys, was I appropriating culture? But, uh, well, no, what? You, no, you made it. Yeah, you it's made it. It's a logo. I don't know. What culture is known for doing internet or heard for doing digital artwork? Did I appropriate a culture, fellas? Mm, yeah, the basement dwellers. <laughs> the culture of the basement dwellers. That's <laughs> you. Shit, I'm sorry. Wait, who the fuck sent it to him? I don't know. I don't know. Some girl who apparently like she didn't like the name, didn't didn't like the. Okay, first of all, sexist Caligula is a Latin name. Yeah, I don't know, like she, but yeah. yeah I, what culture? The Romans? Yeah. <laughs> They're dead, <laughs> asshole. Yeah, you know. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think they have much of an issue unless some skeleton is going to come up and uh, and do some shit. Other than that, though, I don't know. He, the poor guy, you know, the, the the account got suspended and he can't access it anymore. This is what I'm telling you. Twitter's bullshit, man. Hey, fuck Twitter. So apparently, Nazis can harass people. People can dox people. You can threat. You can send anti-Semitic threats. You can send homophobic slurs. But the second somebody, the second you claim to be a fictitious character named Sextus Caligula based off of a podcast, you get banned. Yeah, Man, fuck, fuck you, Jack Dorsey. What's his name? I don't know, dude. Jack it's Dorsey. Jack something. It's Jack, Jack Dorsey. Jack. At Jack. Yeah, fuck you, at Jack. Hey, you ain't shit. You white supremacist enabling dumbass hipster. You're probably bald. Lame ass. What? <laughs> <laughs> Is he? I don't know. But even if it was, just throw that in there. I don't know, man. It seems like In fact, he seems to be one of your people. What? Jack? People with hair. (laughs) He's one of those hair people. (laughs) One of those. He's one of your kind. There's more of us than there are you. Yeah, and y'all are nasty. (laughs) Bezos is bald. Bezos is an asshole. Exactly. That guy is an asshole. Kirshner, not Kirshner. Stephen Miller is bald. 
Yeah, he is, isn't he? Did you see that? Did you see the when he showed up with the hair on, hairspray? What? You didn't see this? No. You got. He showed up to State of the Union to Jake Tapper's show, and some I don't know who had done this. Whoever had done this wasn't his friend. Had spray painted on. Like you know that you know how they, like, they, they spray they spray hair on hairspray stuff. Uh-huh. Oh, you got it. Go Google it. It's so bad. I'm gonna it's Google. like that. Uh, was the old Ron Popeil? Remember oh, that? It's like worse. It, 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 it looks legitimately yeah. like someone used spray paint. Well, yeah. And made it, well, well, the best part about it is they gave him a fucking widow's peak with it. Oh shit! Eddie <laughs> <laughs> They fucking <laughs> gave him a widow's peak with Did, it. Have you ever heard of scalp micropigmentation before? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the, 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 the tattoo one? Yeah. It makes it look. It makes it look like you're getting little sprouts. Yeah, it there. looks good. It looks good. At- <laughs> oh, <laughs> my picture. God. <laughs> come on, you guys. Come on. It's, <laughs> it's bad, isn't it? Looks like there's a shoehorn in the middle of his head. <laughs> Whoever did it literally gave him a widow's peak. And not like, like, like not a widow's peak, like an actual triangle. Yeah. Whoever did that was not as right. Whoever did that was just fucking with it. Must him. have been a geometry student. You used I, to use like a... Like no, a like I'm 100% tools. sure that someone's like, oh, don't worry, this will look great on TV, and then just did it to troll him. Because there's a part like where they like, they freeze frame it and you can see like it's two different colors. <laughs> like it's like shoe polish on yeah. the front and then hair at the back. It's bad. Is that his way of blackfacing? I don't know what it was. <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <is> he just... <laughs> you look talking about shoe polish on, the, on this guy's on this uh, guy's flesh right here. I don't know, man. But oh, how do we get to Stephen? Fuck Stephen Miller. Fuck Jack. Fuck Twitter. Unfucking suspend sexist Caligula. We're hashtag gonna, yeah. free Caligula. Free Caligula. Hashtag free Caligula. 2019. 2019. I don't know about blackface, but you guys hear about the Liam Neeson thing? Fuck yeah, I heard about the Liam Neeson thing. Did he like Lord. ruin my morning? Mm. He tried to go and like kidnap people that kidnapped his daughter or something? No, worse. <laughs> what? <laughs> worse. He didn't go after some like Yemeni gang? So no. listen, I I have to tell you that there, not, there are a few... Movies that are more satisfying than the Taken franchise, in my opinion, right? We've all liked Liam Neeson movies and Liam Neeson in general. Seriously, and you know, he was Qui Gon Jinn. He was Raz Al Ghul. Yeah. Raz Al Ghul. He was the Invisible Man. What? There was a movie where he played like an Invisible Man or something. He was Baldwin. Godfrey. Oh, yeah. Not Baldwin. He was Godfrey. Not Baldwin. He was Godfrey. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom of Heaven. And he said one of the the better, uh, you know, other than Rashida's scene, the other favorite line for me and Ali is, send the bishop Bishop my love love. when he, like, kills, when he, like, slices the guy in the head, right? I'm going to watch that movie again tonight. It doesn't make sense in the context of the movie in the theaters, but it makes sense in the director's cut. The the bishop happens to be his brother. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, because they cut the movie so much. It doesn't make sense. When it's out of context, it's hilarious because you don't know why he, you don't know why he did that. Send the bishop my love. Just sounds like he's being an asshole. Yeah. Exactly. And then he <laughs> fucked this dude up. This right? context yeah. of it, it's his brother. Uh, damn. I didn't know that. Yeah, we've liked Neam Neeson. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's killing Albanian traffickers. Oh, he's not, he's not, know, doesn't like, play, you know, amazing roles besides you. He, plays list, right? he literally plays oh, yeah. Liam Neeson. He just kind of re- reinvented himself into the old badass. You know, they gave him that weird ponytail thing and he fought Darth Maul. But that's besides the point, right? Now, when we see Darth Maul, right, and he's painted black and red, right, we don't consider it a thing. No, it's a wolf right? pack. It has nothing to do with anything. NWO. Right. Liam Neeson had to go and shit the bed. Yeah, this is... Immensely. Look, um... I used to feel bad for Liam Neeson. Someone said that Liam the... Neeson. Neeson, nah. Someone said the moon is an Aquarius, and that's making white men confess shit they don't need to confess. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> Nothing, they just do it was a joke. Oh. Moon and Aquarius, they weren't, like, actually correlating. They were... They started... It's like when you start something off seriously and then just end it facetiously, this is what the person was saying. Uh. Because for whatever reason, between Northman and Neeson... What did Northman do? Who's Northman? Northman was the governor of Virginia. Oh, yeah, yeah a piece of shit. Did you yeah. like admitting things that you're just like, because he like, he's, not only did he admit that he had done racist shit in his yeah. past, he's like, yeah. I can moonwalk. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, the fact that he was even contemplating. I just want to point that out. He, that like, he was like looking at the ground. His wife actually said in, inappropriate. Yeah. I can moonwalk. Listen, we don't need it. We don't need to go to that fucking to that clown and his bullshit. Right. I'm more upset about Liam Neeson right now. Okay. Okay. What happened with Neeson? So, you know, he was doing a press junket for his, his movie. upcoming movie. What's the movie? All right. Revenge. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> like, yeah. Something revenge-like. Something revenge-oriented. It always is. Oh, Cold Pursuit is what the movie is. So, like, the, um, <laughs> There you go. So, yeah, yeah, right, literally. Revenge. You know, yeah. Uh, so, 
he, he's on this junket, and I don't know. He someone has a weird I, existential moment. Well, someone like, asks him, you yeah. know, how do you how do you tap into the sense of revenge that this character has? It, this is a press junket, all right. Like, you know, you know, the press junket. It's literally a line of of random people from web from websites or whatever else asking yeah. him questions. And they just literally a bunch of softball questions. What's a softball question? How do you get? How do you get into that place? I think about when I get angry on the people who've wronged me. That's all you got to say. Yeah. Right. I literally, I literally do that every morning. It's the the work of the writers with a phenomenal script. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You literally do that all the time, right? Mm -hmm. This fucking asshole decides that he wants to go into this story from forty years ago, right? (laughs) This is a true story. You know, and like he's like he's like you know, um, forty years ago. I That's not his accent, just yeah. stop. Yeah. Forty years ago. <laughs> Four years ago. <laughs> just do it in your voice. Now we gotta make sure he's struggling Four. getting back to his own Four. voice. Four. He sounded like Bill the Butcher there. Yeah. Forty years ago. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, he's Four. Irish, not American. Yeah. Go back to your own voice because you're struggling now. Yeah, forty years ago. <laughs> <laughs> no, not that type of Irish just deeper, deeper, oh. deeper. Forty years ago. No, no, it's still your voice. You just make it. Sorry, Conor McGregor. No, I'm trying. Let's let's just. All right, so forty years. Forty ago. years ago, Thank right? God. He's talking about a friend of his, right? Decided or you know, trigger decided. warning. Yeah, okay. this is an issue. All right, so yeah, trigger warning right now. He talks about a story about a friend of his, um, getting raped. Yeah. Right. Okay. And uh, you know, uh, he he's. Obviously upset, and he, he asked, finds out about this. Yeah, he finds out about asks asked his friend, you know, like, uh, you know, uh, what, what what color was he? Yeah, what race? Oh, what oh, race was he? Right, okay. and then you know she mentioned that he was black, and then okay. he went into this whole thing where he decided to go into psychopath mode and be like, well, I was. I'd be carrying this weapon around with be a hoping, kosh. yeah, kosh. A kosh. kosh is a kind of cludge, a cludge, like a, cudgel. Cudgel. a cudgel. It's like a yeah. it's a stick, uh, a shillelagh. Yeah. yeah, not yeah. a shillelagh. Yeah, but believe me, sort of. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. If he would have called it a shillelagh, mm-hmm. I wouldn't be as mad. But that's no, no, we wouldn't be as mad. <laughs> Let's just point that out. Yes, we would. I'm upset about it still, right? But I can't, I can't be nearly as upset when you mention the word shillelagh in a sentence. For fuck's sake, for fuck's sake. <laughs> but this is besides the point. All right, that's my own personal fuck ups. He talks about how he's walking around pubs hoping that a black person would, like, mouth off to him or say something or pick a fight with him so he can beat the shit out of him. So he him. can kill him. So he can kill the fucking Now, here's guy. the thing yeah. about this one. He's not He's not saying that he's going to go and hunt down the guy that did this to her. Yeah. He said that he's looking for a fight for any black guy. Yeah. So, in other words, he's decided that all black people... Now, he, he now to be clear, he does mention this not as a good thing. He does say this is, like, a, a moment I deeply regret... That you know, I learned from. He, he says that he went, went crazy for that four days, and now he, he came back to Earth, and he was shocked by his own ugliness and his hate. Then he showed up today on Good Morning America to try to kind of explain it away, and he's like, "Oh well, it's a teachable moment," and he ended up making it worse. What did yeah. he do today? Because he kept. He, like, he's not denying. He's not denying that, that he, he said did that. This, but he said that. He, he's not racist. Okay. That he did it from a place of of medieval honor. What? He was trying to, he was very medieval and he was, he admits it's a bad thing. He was very violent and very gross, but he says it's not, it wasn't an act of racism because he was, he was just angry and violent in a sort of medieval fashion. I have the quote right here. And if it was Albanian, he would have gone after an Albanian and so on and so forth. Oh, yeah, the quote. If she said an Irish or a Scot or a Brit or a Lithuanian, I know I would have felt the same effect. I was trying to show honor, stand up for my dear friend in this terrible medieval fashion. Yeah, so he's he's trying to explain it away. But here's the problem, and, and the host says it. It's like, to anybody who's hearing you, we get it. You, For you, it's 40 years ago. But you you willingly shared this information. No one, This isn't a gotcha moment. Right? Yeah. You willingly shared the fact that you asked what the race was and then decided to blame the whole race of people. Yeah. For the actions of that one person. That is literally... What is that? Racism. Yeah. yeah. So, look, while you may not be overtly racist... Or you may not identify as a racist. Yeah, or you may not identify as a racist. Yeah. The fact that, in your mind, because of this instance where one black man did something, now then all black men have to suffer the consequences is... Serial killers do. Yeah, it's literally the definition of racism. Well, no. I mean, think about it. Right, yeah. we live we live in a country I'll where think about it, man. We live in a country where less than or about one percent of all gang violence is done by MS-13. Right. Yeah. But they're considered the biggest threat, and all Latinos coming 
uh, from you know like uh, coming from the south are considered going to be gang members now because one percent accused of being yeah be, accused of being gang members. You know how many people were killed by MS13 last year? I don't. Thirty people. Right. How many uh, people were killed by like violent white supremacy? Uh, violent white supremacists is that was the highest rate of murders in ten years. It spiked. It spiked. Jesus. So. Because of that, right, we're, we're targeting Latinos. That's because of the actions of a few, we're targeting all of them, right? Yeah. That's racism. We got targeted after 9-11. Why? Because we were Middle Eastern, right? Yeah. Like, it was... Uh, Whenever you blame the group for the actions of an individual or see the actions of an, of an individual as representative of an entire group, mm-hmm. meaning that the group is predisposed to that particular action, violent crime, etc., you are thinking in racist terms. You are a racist. That is the literal definition. And this is the frustrating thing. Is I think people keep falling into this trap of thinking that racism means that you say the N-word. No. Or racism means a specific form of prejudice, like, oh, I hate black people. No, you probably don't hate black people. But if you think black people are different than you, yeah. if that they don't have individuality, that they have some culture that is different, that makes them violent, that makes them more dangerous, you are racist. That is the definition of racism. And that's a problem that we have in this country is that we don't think in those terms. We think in terms of like, oh, well, you know, MLK happened, civil rights happened, now we don't yeah. say the N-word. And then President Obama... That like means we're not racist. Diet. No, it doesn't. If you think, if you vote and say, this man has said all these things about Mexicans, but he's going to cap my taxes, guess what? You're a racist. You're a racist. You're complicit in racism. Right? That is the reality of it. No matter how much you try to spin it, and until we start to talk about racism in those terms as being more broadly not just defined in terms of hate, Mm-hmm. But in terms of a group being viewed as entirely different from you or as a homogenous whole, then you're never going to truly tackle it. Like Neil Neeson, sorry, buddy, what you said was racist. And let's let's not forget the question that led up to him saying this was, how do you get in this mind of like revenge and yeah, anger? Meaning, right? He's tapping into something. Quite- yeah. Whether you, oh, I learned from it. I'm not that person. The fact that you use that to build a character for yourself yeah. means that a part of you still feels that way. Someone said something really powerful on Twitter where they said, I often wonder, after this Liam Neeson, I wonder what the line is between Liam Neeson and George Zimmerman. Like, what does it take to go from Liam Neeson to George Zimmerman? That's yeah. a really. Probably it's a, a really good alarming, alarming thing to say, but it's true. How many times have Liam? That was Liam Neeson, right? Who doesn't think he's a racist did that thing? Mm-hmm. How many times do other people think in those terms as well? I remember very distinctly. I was uh, talking to a guy once who will remain nameless, but who said he didn't trust black people. He thought black people were all thieves. I've heard that before. And I go, well, what is your justification? What is your explanation? And his explanation was that in high school, one of his friends who happened to be black stole his game console. Yeah. And I'm like, you do understand that that was your one friend who stole it, not black people didn't steal it. Your friend did. Like, you, that person did. It's not a indication. He's like, yeah, but ever since then, I couldn't, I couldn't trust him. I'm like, that's literally the textbook definition of racism. If you think in that way because of your one personal experience or your one whatever it is, then you are racist. And more importantly, there are more of you out there than people realize. How many other people Thank have been you do. victimized, criminalized, or experience, or had a friend experience something, and then rather than go, oh, shit, that was a horrible experience, extrapolated from that? To blame a whole group of people. Also, if I'm not mistaken, wasn't there a fear like 40, 50 years ago that all black men are just going to go around raping white women? Yeah, imagine if imagine if a black guy had said that. Imagine if a black guy had said, I, I stalk the streets looking for some white guy to beat up. What would you call that person? Society would call them a thug. Yeah. Society would call them a menace, a gangster. That here, person should be locked but up. But here what we're talking about is a teachable fucking moment. Holy shit. Yeah, right. I mean, he, he even went on. He goes a bigotry. He, like he's trying to make this a PSA. He goes, violence begets violence, and 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 bigotry begets bigotry. And I'm like, that's actually not true. Bigotry doesn't beget bigotry. That implies that the other person was bigoted first. Yeah. Or it implies that the other person is part of the process of your bigotry. No, no. Bigotry is victim and perpetrator. Mm-hmm. There is no bigotry begets bigotry. That's not true. That's a that's a weird saying that you say to pat yourself on the back to go, oh, well, we're trying to stop the cycle. There isn't a cycle. 
There's only one group. There's only one person involved, and that's you, Liam Neeson. Right? You're the bigot. The black people who just happened to be leaving their clubs were not bigots. Man. Yeah. The, the black people who are now upset at you for saying what you yeah. said and are not unwittingly bigots. Unwittingly, were unaware that there was this man hunting them with a shillelagh. Shalitly or whatever, right? Mm. With a gosh, right? Yeah. They were unaware of that. They were not part of the equation. You, 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 and you alone. And the people calling you out for it—they are crucifying you. They're calling. They're rightly calling you out for something that is deeply, deeply fucking alarming. And I, I mean, I, I'm great. It's great that he recognizes how violent he was, but the fact that he doesn't recognize the racist component is fucking frustrating as hell. And it's annoying because there's people defending him, like, "Oh, well, it was 40 years ago," and he said he learned from it. No. Like, yeah, but he, he may he may have learned from it. Maybe he has. He hasn't clearly, right? Yeah, because he doesn't think it was racist. But people are hearing it for the first time. And yeah, we have every right to be outraged because of what he said. It's a bar- it's hurtful. Yeah. Knowing someone was out there, I mean, imagine imagine yourself being out there and feeling that. It's a fear. There, like, there's certain places in this country that I would never want to go to because I'm like, you don't feel comfortable. I don't feel comfortable, right? And like Texas, the whole thing. Of Texas. No, yeah, like, bring it back. To, like, no, I'm bringing bring it back, back first. Okay, end the podcast. No, like honestly, I would never step foot in the state of Alabama. Right, never step foot in the state of Alabama. I probably wouldn't step foot in the state of Mississippi, um, because I would be too afraid to be brown in those places. Right, you know, brown people live there, right? Yeah, I know, but it's still a fucking fear, right? Yeah, yeah. Like it may be an irrational fear, but it's still a fear. Yeah. I don't like being in a room, like. This may sound weird. I don't like being in a room full of a bunch of white dudes because I'm afraid of what they're going to do to me. All right? And if Call I... you bro? No. Like, dude. <laughs> offer you weed? Yeah, maybe that. <laughs> ask, ask you about your stock options? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that shit scares me. No, but it's like... And now hearing this, right? Imagine you're a, you're a black guy, right? And you hear that this guy was going around hoping that, like someone that looked like you would slip up and say something wrong so he could beat you with a stick. It's insane. You know what really... In this digital age, we were living in an era where everyone you thought was cool turned out to be assholes. I mean, if Twitter has done anything phenomenally, it's taken the people that you genuinely admired or liked or whatnot and made you realize how much of an asshole they really were. It's it's killed all the heroes in some regards. I used to like James Woods. James Woods is like... James has been since day one. Yeah, James Woods has been crazy. I didn't know that. All right, he was on Family Guy, and he was a fucking like pimp crackhead in Casino. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I like this guy. He he plays a pimp crackhead really well. He plays Hades, and he's yeah, he played Hades, Hercules. And then I see him on Twitter, and I'm like, I fucking want to punch you in the Twitter face. Twitter has done it really ki- not only killed heroes, but it's also like I think because of the self perpetuating nature of of Twitter and the sensationalism, it makes people dig in. Mm-hmm. So you say stupid shit. Someone was the other day was talking about like how oh, a series of like. What really big white feminist scholars were talking about Marie Kondo, right? Yeah. yeah. And they were saying, like, shit that was, like, stereotypical, like, oh, she's fairy-like and very Japanese. Like, hold on, what do you mean she's fairy-like? This is, this is a really... Don't treat her like she's some weird orientalist fairy trope. Come to say, oh, you know, I, I would, I would. There's a sign of decaying empire that we're being told by a woman who doesn't speak English how to, how to organize. Like, what, what the fuck are you talking about? What is in a global age? She doesn't have to speak English to tell you to fucking clean your house. Yeah. You know, oh, that's who that Marie Kondo is. Marie yeah. Kondo is the one. To, uh, the she tells people to clean their houses. She tells people to clean their houses. She also told people to get rid of their books unless it sparks only keep the books that spark joy and you have must, you, heard? You, yeah, you must yeah. have hated her after, uh, that. after that I was like oh, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna kill this woman <laughs> she, told you, she told me to get rid of my bible have you ever heard a, have you ever haven't you heard people talk about like oh this no longer sparks joy in me anymore on twitter that oh. comes from her also that for the record that's a that particular comment oh, really good shows you how little people understand of any culture that is not their own refers to the affective qualities that in Japan not everything and this isn't just unique to Japan and lots of the world not everything has what's known as a rational reason for existing you don't keep something for an intellectual reason like oh this means this 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 and this they have affective qualities meaning that that an object can have an emotion associated with it and mm. so when she says oh this no longer sparks joy in me she's not making a cutesy phrase she's talking about 
truly meaning of something. So really, there's a lot more to Marie Kondo than people realize. But th- th- there's white feminists, right? Big scholars of gender equality who are sitting there talking about Marie Kondo in these kind of horrible, racist ways. It's fucking I saw, I saw something about some white lady saying that the oh, U.S. was going to end because, because she, was, <laughs> yeah. she speaks Japanese. Holy fucking shit. I was shit. like, what the fuck does oh, this really? mean? But yeah. Yeah. She's, like, she's like, this is a sign of the decay of empire that, that the person who's telling us to clean up is Japanese. Oh, she can't God. even speak English. Well, Jordan Peterson tells men to clean their rooms, oh, and he's up. Canadian. He's a fucking moron. You know, I mean, you guys are all worried about the caravan coming from Mexico when you should be worried about Vanilla Isis. Vanilla Isis? Yeah. Oh, the white people. I've heard of Vanilla Isis. Have you ever heard of Vanilla Isis? Before? No, I've never heard it's of that. Fantastic, fantastic. I like it. Group, but fantastic yeah, I like Vanilla Ice sometimes, too. Yeah, I'm not a fan of Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Right there, okay. There was actually something else that I saw on Twitter that I thought was actually interesting, and I think this is where I'd like to spend the rest of the podcast, and that is, what would happen if we reimagined the one, the only, Batman? So what, he actually, like, followed Ra's al Ghul? No, so, like, speaking of a kind of race relations within the United okay. States and kind of Liam Neeson, I think this is very fitting. Jay Bowie uh, talks about, uh, so as soon as I said you would have to rewrite Batman to be black, I started to think about how I would do it. Here's what I have. And I'm going to read this thread, and then we're going to kind of discuss it together. Okay. But I think this is interesting, because of all the superheroes... So rewrite Batman to be black. As black, right? Okay. So first and foremost... I th- why I find this particularly this kind of revisionist exercise kind of interesting is one Batman's always had the most complicated and probably the ugliest uh, backstory or, yeah, and origin kind of, shit. kind of the world building that's involved in it right? uh-huh. if you think about it all superheroes face some type of loss it's a very common trope among superheroes right that the loss right. kind of triggers something Superman, Iron Man lost right? his parents Superman loses his dad in the in the movie right he also uh, loses his planet he also loses his fucking planet though in most some iterations Batman's parents are very alive much, his foster parents are very much alive his mom and dad and especially in, like the cartoons he goes and visits his parents all the time back in whatever the fuck it is right uh but spider-man right Uncle Uncle ben. there's always a sense but batman was always taking it the worst mm-hmm. right he loses his family and he goes fucking crazy yeah but not only goes it crazy but if you think about it we've mentioned this on the podcast he's a billionaire who moonlights as a vigilante that beats up poor people and the mentally unstable you know, unstable uh-huh. I mean, literally he's fighting off people who's got bipolar disorder schizophrenia yeah. he's not giving them treatment even the arkham asylum right is, is a, a remnant of a really antiquated notion of mental health uh-huh. it's an asylum for the criminally insane where they own practically i mean they were talking old old idea of asylum not like actual rehabilitation or yeah so this was kind of interesting first Here's why I think this is necessary. He writes, you could be race-bending Batman and be done with it. But I think there's a real opportunity in reimagining the character as a black American and how race shapes his background and the circumstances of the vigilante character. The Wayne family can still be old money. They are descendants of prosperous, free northern blacks who arrived, carved out a place for themselves in Gotham, which for our purposes is a Chicago stand-in. Okay, okay. It's kind of interesting so far, right? The Wayne family isn't reclusive, but it shies away from public life and only interacts with white society when necessary. Okay. If it is as a guiding creed or belief, it's a Booker T. Washington-style uplifting ideology. Thomas and Martha Wayne take this seriously, while Lucius Fox runs Wayne Enterprises, an obscure but wealthy and profitable conglomerate. Bruce's parents work as philanthropists devoted to the black community of Gotham, which is still segregated and disadvantaged. Okay. Interesting. The vision of Gotham will be a bit inspired by DC, so it will have to be a uh, well-known historically black college for which the Wayne family is a major benefactor. Okay. Now, the origin of Batman. The situation is the same. The killer is a man named Joe Chill. It takes place in a crime alley after the Wayne family, with an 11-year-old Bruce, sees a play or movie. Movie. The difference is all of this happens in black, segregated Gotham. When the call comes in that two people were shot and killed, the police shrug. They take their time. They're indifferent to Bruce. Alfred is there, and what the hell? He's still Michael Caine. <laughs> and they ask him if he was assaulted. It isn't until they realize who the victims were, and again, the Waynes may be well known in black Gotham, but far less so in white Gotham, that they grasp the magnitude of what happened. But this point, though, it's too late. 
The killer is never caught again. Bruce comes away from this experience with two emotions, grief at his parents' death, anger at crime, and rage at the police. As he gets older, and here we are borrowing from the tradition of black autobiography, this becomes a fierce, righteous anger at racism. He doesn't go to the historically black college, forsaking his family's legacy at the school. He instead travels abroad, learning the skills he needs to be Batman, and also trying to experience life free of American racism, borrowing from Douglas and Du Bois here. When he returns, he takes he decides to take a different path than his parents. He's abandoned the uplift in favor for a more crusading spirit. He's more public-facing. White and black Gothamites know who the Waynes are now, and when he finally enters the fray as Batman, his targets are crime and police brutality. He becomes a problem for the cops and the world of organized criminality, making himself an enemy of both. Jim Gordon still exists in this world, but he's one of the few black people in the Gotham uh, Police Department and is sympathetic. Batman becomes a number one target for the cops, a target for organized crime, something of a folk hero for black Gotham, and highly controversial, even hated and disdained amongst white Gothamites. As I write this out, I realize that I'm basically adapting big part, big parts of Walker's Nighthawk into the proper Batman, which is to say, again, read Walker's Nightman, or Nighthawk. Nighthawk. That's an interesting take, right? So here he is reimagining Batman as a black man, as a black man, and specifically now the target of his rage is not just criminality, but criminality as it intersects with institutional racism. Yeah. Right? Now that's how black man would exist if he was black, and I think that makes sense. Yeah, it puts it within a particular context because Batman, as much as he's like everyone's favorite superhero, is a deeply unrelatable character. One hundred percent. Batman's the reason Batman is so popular is that he's aspirational. Yeah. By which I mean not that he's an ins- inspiration, yeah. but that people want to be. Yeah, because none of us can ever they be Batman. They want to be as wealthy as Batman. They want to be as badass as Batman. And they want to kick people's ass like Batman. Because Batman exists outside of the law. They want to be able to do what the law cannot. Mm-hmm. Beat people up. In that way, no one really experiences the experience of Batman. There is no sympathy for Batman. Right? In the same way that, that su- Spider-Man is the everyman. Yeah. This is why he was Stan Lee's favorite superhero. Anybody can be Spider-Man, an ordinary guy who gets bit by Spider and then decides to use his powers to do the right thing. Yeah, your but local neighborhood. About him, the local neighborhood yeah, Spider, right? Friendly local neighborhood But Spider-Man. the whole point of Spider-Man is that he is very ordinary. He lives an ordinary life. He struggles with rent. His boss is an asshole. Right? Like, that's that's literally everybody who's lived in New York. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And that's that's the difference between Spider-Man and Batman. So I kind of open up to the, the floor to the rest of you. How would you reimagine Batman, making him relatable to some extent to your own personal experience? What would you do with him? Where would it go? Is it the same story arc, different story arc? What? Okay. So in a perfect world of my own, yeah. right? This is... I. You know how like in the... F- when Iron Man first becomes Iron Man and then he goes to like Afghanistan and like he takes out a bunch of terrorists and shit there. Well, he actually goes to a different place, but it's sort of. Yeah, but because he was captured in Afghanistan. I don't know where the fuck he was. He was captured in in Afghanistan, but he goes to the place. He actually ends up going to the home place of of the guy he was with. Oh, like Pakistan. Yeah, Izmir, I think is where he goes. I don't know, dude. But you know how like he goes back and like he Saves all these people. Saves the villagers. From, yeah, saves the villagers from, like, terrorists and shit. Yeah, the terrorists. Yeah. Now, because I am of Afghan descent, right? I'm an Afghan-American. You are? Yeah, surprising, right? <laughs> yeah, I didn't know the name Diz. It's short for Dizbullah. <laughs> um, but I would go back, right? And I would... Go back where? Go back to the Middle East. Oh, okay. And stabilize the Middle East, right? That's what you would like to That's think. That's what about. I would like to think I would do, right? Yeah, you're, I mean, you're, I mean, as Batman, you're not going to stabilize much. Because Batman has any superpowers. I know, but I'd go yeah. there. But neither does fucking Tony Stark. Yeah, but Tony Stark. I mean, Tony Stark and Batman are very different. Manufacturer. He creates a weapon. Yeah. yeah. Batman creates a persona. Well, I'd go there and fucking just like assassinate people and detective shit. What the hell? Hey, I don't know, man. Arab Spring all over again. <laughs> no, that's not the Arab Spring. What the hell? You need to go to my class. Yeah. That's actually a good superhero name, the Arab Spring. Yeah, that would be my name. Except <laughs> you're <laughs> not Arab. <laughs> the Afghan Spring. I don't know. <laughs> um, but. So in my mind, that's what I would do, right? I'd go and get rid of fucking ISIS in Afghanistan and get rid of the Taliban and right. fucking get rid of all the poppy and shit and then the opium crisis would be gone in the U.S. inadvertently, you know? Like, <laughs> I would want to do that. Let's be real. Realistically, what would happen 
what yes. happened is this is what's gonna happen let's be real alright yeah. your boy's lazy yeah you're not gonna do shit <laughs> your man's as lazy as fuck you make me one of the world's richest people in the world you know what I'm doing I'm investing in a new wrestling organization <laughs> to, rival, to rival the WWE. Uh, I'd be like one of those rich Saudi sh- sheikhs, you know? This woman, imagine if you're rich. This is, Imagine if Bruce Wayne was you, for God's sake. Bro, if I was Bruce Wayne, I'd be partying all day long. <laughs> Las Vegas, pop bubbles. Yeah, Bruce Wayne does party hard. I know. So I'd be like a Part less... Part of his persona. The persona. Yeah, I'd yeah. be like a less tall, less handsome Bruce Wayne. I'd get all the brown <laughs> girls. All the white girls would like me. No, I mean, with money. With money, yeah, anyway, man, like money you. definitely makes you more attractive. Yeah, unfortunately, Maybe. that's the case. I have lifts in my shoes. the fair sex, but the reality is, all the sexes are crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Lucius, Lucius, would humans be, are worthless. Lucius would be making me shoes that made me taller. <laughs> that's what he'd be investing in. Okay, Lucius Fox is a brilliant. Yeah. Businessman, not your fucking shoemaker. He'd make me, he'd make yeah. me taller. He, he literally turned the, the, the technology black, guy, the only black into guy, a cobbler. Yeah, he's, he's, he's got like some things that make way to go, Liam Neeson. Yeah, that makes my my limbs longer. You know, well, way to you, way to Neeson. Yeah, I'd be. Uh, what about you, V? Well, you know, also as an Afghan man myself, <laughs> um, I feel like <laughs> I would. Fuck you both. <laughs> hey, man, I, I said what I want to do, yeah. but realistically, what would happen? Honestly, I, I'm going to tell you this right now. Um, you don't want me with power or with money, honestly. Yeah, and, it's a good thing you are where you are. And in that situation, that's why I also say that I'm also kind of the most humble because I don't make any money at all. I'm nearly jobless. I literally do nothing with my life. I'm completely underaccomplished. And the whole reason is for the safety of society. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. Oh, that's the reason. Yeah, okay. Makes sense. Thank you. I appreciate your sacrifice. Yeah, absolutely. I do this for you. And I'm also quite humble. Honestly, the, mo- the thought of you having unlimited wealth to do whatever you want it's an alarming yeah, thought yeah you think Tom Brady was kissing dudes too much now <laughs> think about all the money I would throw just to throw people like Diz off right um, have you ever seen that episode of the Simpsons where like Homer is trying to like gain a shit ton of weight yeah. and like like they rub like one of the fish fillets on the wall to see if it's got yeah yeah I know because he goes and he, he has the food pyramid where the top of the pyramid is the chocotastic that's yeah. like what he's supposed to eat the yeah. most yeah and the congealed group V would look like that Homer Simpson <laughs> Like his man in the world. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> because all jump. my money already goes to food. It would go even more to food. You no, know, I think, I think you'd become a villain. Absolutely. I think that money would turn you into a villain. I will tell you this. I I know I know myself well enough to know that you know I have absolutely no self control whatsoever. All right, I am gluttonous. I am I am every single sin. Only now, what you've done is you've decided to give it unlimited ability. Yeah, I dedicate my life to stopping you. That's fine. You know? <laughs> I would dedicate my life to wrestling. <laughs> yeah. You know, there was a guy who actually won the lottery, uh-huh. and he did try to start a wrestling company. He got roped in by Jimmy Hart. He started uh-huh. the Wrestlelicious Corporate. Oh, that sounds terrible. Look it up on YouTube. It is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. It's yeah. it's And it's the worst because it's like, it's all women in like school outfits and shit, oh, gee, and they're like that. rapping. It's horrible. I would be like Tony Khan from the Jacksonville Jaguars and start all elite wrestling with the Young Bucks and Cody. If I... Had to reimagine Batman as yourself, not necessarily as myself, but as a brown man, mm-hmm. as Middle Eastern. I think he would lose. It would be, I think it would roughly be the same thing, except that his family wouldn't be in America for long, but would be immigrants. Okay, who were displaced by war, mm-hmm. who end up uh, relatively wealthy in the United States, and Fremont, build, California, build uh, some level of wealth. But who then end up getting killed as part of uh, foreign policy gone wrong? And the and going back to home. Yeah, I think they would go back to home uh-huh. and get killed in a drone strike. Ooh, mm, yeah, well, as very co- relevant, collater- yeah. as sort of collateral damage, damage yeah. and not directed towards them. And so the Batman, the brown Batman, mm-hmm. would grow up. Not fighting crime at the low level, mm-hmm. as like say trying to catch organized crime or f- try to fix Gotham, but would end up trying to take down the military industrial complex. He'd probably be elected as a congressman or a senator or mm-hmm. an aide of some sort, or would be a high powered lawyer by day, mm-hmm. but by night, he would take out drone making facilities and an attempt to really undermine 
like this this sense of war but i think he'd be caught up in this you know this oh i need to end the war but how does he do it through violence to like daredevil almost yeah a little bit through like just like on a larger scale but dealing with like american foreign policy so but the the crux of it would be the fact that he is struggling to stop he's this almost like an anti-war extremist Hmm. right end drone warfare end account unaccountability in the government but how does he do it by being unaccountable himself Ah. so being a product of that war makes him the type of violent extremist that he is so let's hope if there's a brown batman it's you and not me (laughs) (laughs) well actually let's hope it's you because you're not yours is harmless mine is mine is mine is idealistically he's trying to end war but He's doing it by like blowing up facilities. And you know, shit. in a serious note, I mean, honestly, I, I feel like if for a Vietnamese person, it really depends on what generation you come from, which Batman, right? Because That's if true. you're a Batman that comes out of fresh from the Vietnam War, like my dad did, mm-hmm. right? You know, he fought for the South. He was ultimately he had to leave the country because he, obviously they're not going to, you know, the uh, the North isn't going to keep him after they lost. He was fighting for the opposing side, yeah. right? It'd be a much a much different. Uh, Iteration of a Vietnamese Batman as opposed to someone who's my generation who was born here, hmm. right? Where I think I think for me something that's like along lines of, uh, of what would be like a Vietnamese American person would be more so um, trying to trying to kind of um, understand how assimilation is and like where they are in terms of like society, right? Because a lot of the things that we kind of face when we're when we're Asian Americans, not so much kind of that overt. Racism and violence that a lot of other people do in mm-hmm. this country because you're a good minority, uh, you know, apparently, right? But yeah. it's more so kind of that uh, kind of being looked at as almost the lower, like lower, but not, not like, but not like the same way that other races are yeah. looked at. White supremacists right? like you guys for some reason. It's uh, you know, but then there's also this thing where it's like there's a there's kind of a uh, an understanding of like you know there's there's almost a belief that a lot of Asian people are weak. Yeah, they think you guys is like subservient. Yeah, like there's, like, a, there's a better and term. I think that would be kind of the uh, kind of what would kind of encapsulate a lot of what that character would be if if that happened to be a situation. And I honestly don't think he would go and fight crime with 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 martial arts because he would afraid it would uh, it would enforce a stereotype. Mm, interesting. You know, so like you know maybe it would be more so one of those things where through I think through what the immigrant dream is, especially the Vietnamese dream, is the idea of being that you kind of create a business. And through that, through capital, you you create change, right? Mm-hmm. So I would almost see him as more kind of a, a like more of a business vigilante than an actual like it's like a super crime fighting vigilante, hyper capitalistic person. Not necessarily that, but I think there would be a point for him where it was like maybe he would you know vigilantism would be a thing, but I think it would be more so to enforce the front end, which would end up being through things like um, enterprise. Hmm. Yeah, I think this is an interesting exercise, right? And I think I'm not sure all superheroes can be rem- imagined easily. Yeah, I'm sure. Like I think Super uh, Spider-Man is a perfect example of that. You can model it in because of my, you know, you have the Morales storyline. Yeah. Spider-Man can be quite because he is the everyman. I think mm-hmm. he's easily modeled, right? And yeah, not too much change. I heard because, like Enter the Spider Verse yeah, was like a the great. Po- one the point of the Spider-Man story is that you can literally imagine him as anyone because he comes out of what? He's a good person who experiences loss. Yeah. Right. It's harder to do with other superheroes. Yeah. I don't think it's easy to reimagine things like like uh, Captain America. Yeah, you can't. Right, because Captain America is really a product of this kind of, of World a bygone War II, yeah. bygone pro-Americana, great generation type. Right. Yeah. But Batman can be reimagined. Because his stories are so, is such a bizarre and awkward one Mm -hmm. that technically doesn't quite stand up to today's society's understanding of of morality, of heroism, etc. That I think you can reimagine him. And because it's, it opens up the door to be dark, right? Mm -hmm. Because Batman himself is dark. Mm -hmm. It allows you to kind of take it in different routes so that you can experience true pain whether you're brown whether you're white whether you're black etc so i thought that jabu's his uh, jabu's um tweet exercise mm-hmm. his tweet is an interesting one and and i think it was a fun kind of exercise let's see if we can find other examples of this if people want to share with us 
their reimagining of Batman, how it would look like in their experience. And it doesn't have to be racial, to be clear. Yeah. Right? It could be a different class experience. Like maybe he grows up poor, not wealthy. Maybe it's a gendered experience. How does Batman look uh, as as a woman? woman? How does Batman look as a gay man? Right? Whatever experience you've got, Reimagine it within the lens of Batman and tell us the story. We'd love to hear the tweets. Diz is going to let you know how you could do that. Yeah, you can find us on our Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy, on Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy, Tumblr, currently nerdy.tumblr.com, YouTube, youtube.com slash currently nerdy. Uh, we're on Google Play, Stitcher, and the iTunes podcast app. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Uh, it helps the algorithms and gets us more listeners. And the more listeners that we got, the cooler episodes we could do for you guys. Uh, if you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can they get a hold of you? You can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at VTran214. That's V-Y-T-R-A-N-214 on my website at thesandwichslayer.com. Elite. You can catch me on my website at alialomi.com or on uh, my social media, Instagram and Twitter at A-A-O-L-O-M-I or on our sister podcast, Head on History. Just released an episode on ancient Israelite religion, so go check it out. Diz. You can find me everywhere at Dizbala, D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. For everyone here at Currently Nerdy, thank you for tuning in. And remember, stay smart, sexy nerds. And all hail the Currently Nerdy Empire. <laughs> <laughs>